You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. ISIS may be shrinking in social media country even as it shrinks in the Levant. NATO will increase cyber cooperation. A newly described malware dropper is tailored to work against European energy companies. Patient records are breached in the U.S. and medical devices become increasingly attractive to hackers. There's a decryptor out for jigsaw ransomware, but not for the newly introduced Alpha or Ranscam. And Ranscam doesn't even bother to decrypt in the first place. Google and Niantic deal with Pokemon Go security issues and don't enter some stranger's home, even if you see Rashiram EX on their sofa. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, July 12, 2016. ISIS may be declining in cyberspace even as its territory in physical space shrinks under military pressure. The AP has reported a 45% decline in the jihadist group's Twitter traffic over the last two years. Such trends tend to be ambiguous, and quantification is seldom as straightforward as a simple number might lead one to conclude, but there does appear to be some shrinkage of the caliphate's online presence. Eric Knight, industry veteran and president of cloud security shop SimpleWAN, tells us that in his view, government efforts against ISIS are one part of the story. Quote, hacktivist groups have contributed to the Islamic State's weakening online presence. What the U.S. government is doing is helping, but you also have groups like Anonymous actively going after Twitter accounts controlled by these groups. It's becoming a war with diminishing returns for ISIS. It's taking a lot more work for ISIS to get messages out. End quote. So it seems information operations can be self-organizing on both sides of a conflict. The recently concluded NATO summit featured agreements for increased cooperation in cyberspace. Some of this is against trans or sub-national groups like ISIS, and other aspects of it are directed toward threats from nation-states. And the nation-state in question when it comes to NATO vigilance is typically Russia. Sentinel-1 reports finding a malware dropper built to target specific European energy companies. It looks like a battle space preparation tool, a precursor to the previously observed FURTIM campaign. This inevitably reminds people of last December's attack on Ukraine's grid. While neither Sentinel-1 nor observers are exactly saying Izmusk-V, signs do seem to point generally toward the Kremlin. Kaspersky Labs has looked into industrial control system hosts and finds more than 90% of them vulnerable to remote exploitation. That's not exactly what legal experts would call an admission against interest, coming as it does from a security company, but it's not an implausible figure, and it does suggest that SCADA systems remain unpleasantly exposed to the ministrations of determined attackers. InfoArmor has published a report, Healthcare Under Attack, that describes a wave of patient record theft the company discovered and disclosed to the National Healthcare and Public Health Information Sharing and Analysis Center, the NHISAC, back in May. Some 600,000 records are thought to have been affected. 
More than three terabytes of data are for sale in dark web markets. InfoArmor's chief intelligence officer, Andrew Komarov, who supervised preparation of the report, told us that unfortunately there's little individual patients can do to protect themselves against this sort of incident. Komarov said, quote, On the traditional anti-fraud level, it is highly recommended to be subscribed on credit monitoring services. End quote. But even so, the risk of PII details being disclosed remains high, and with it the attendant risk of fraud and online bank theft. StealthBits's Adam Laub called the episode, quote, another perfect example of the fact that attackers are after two things, and in this order, credentials and data, end quote. He urges enterprises to look to poorly secured credentials and unchecked data to better protect their patients' information. The breaches appear to have been accomplished through exploitation of remote desktop services. Balabit co-founder and CTO Balaz Schiedler notes that remote access to data is commonplace. Quote, in the case of healthcare firms in question, attackers initially used a normal user account and then acquired super user privileges using local privilege escalation. End quote. He advocates closer monitoring of remote access to identify such misuse. It's not only patient records, but medical devices themselves that are increasingly of interest to hackers. It's not so much that they're interested in directly attacking someone's health by hitting, say, a dialysis device, although that too is a risk. Rather, medical devices are attractive because they often afford a poorly protected way into medical records, which themselves are easily sold on the black market. TrapEx and Cyber Risk Management tell ThreatPost that the typical goals are either data compromise or that other evergreen motive for IoT hacks, botnet wrangling. There's mixed news on ransomware today. Checkpoint Software has produced a decryptor for Jigsaw, to which we say, bravo, Checkpoint. The bad news comes in two parts. The criminals behind Cerber Ransomware have produced a successor, Alpha, for which there's so far no remedy. And the newly observed RANSCAM is also out in the wild. RANSCAM should give everyone who's considering paying the ransom pause because, as its name suggests, RANSCAM is a scam. The hoods behind it won't decrypt your files because they can't. They were too lazy to write code that would have encrypted the data in the first place. Instead, RANSCAM simply deletes your files upon infection. It's just telling you they've been encrypted. So save your Bitcoin and do remember to regularly and securely back up your files. Another word of advice coming in from multiple sources, use Pokemon Go with caution. Google and Niantic, Niantic being of course Pokemon's corporate parent, are working on a fix to a problem arising for many users of the wildly popular game. Demand has outstripped Niantic's ability to sign on new trainers, so many of you are using your Google account to get into the game. But if you do that, you're giving the game full access to your Google account. That's a lot of permissions, more than are needed and more than you should prudently give. Think. Do you want Jesse to be able to read your Gmail? Delete stuff from your Google Drive? Do you want everyone to know exactly where you are, even Meowth? Finally, Pokemon trainers, take a good look around you as you pursue the Pokemon in augmented reality. Some map glitches are directing people to places better left unvisited. So, even if you see Charmander and Rashiram EX in some random stranger's living room four blocks away, don't go there. That's the kind of thing Team Rocket would do. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, 
The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And I'm joined again by Marcus Rosschecker. He's from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Marcus, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal recently. The article was called, Should Companies Be Required to Share Information About Cyber Attacks? First of all, give us an overview. What are they talking about here in this article? Yeah, this issue of sharing uh, cyber breach information or information about cyber attacks that a company or organization has suffered. I mean, this idea has been around for a while now. Um, and the basic idea is that if we're sharing information, if companies that are seeing cyber attacks, that have experienced a cyber attack, if these companies are sharing information with other companies or with the government about that attack, then other companies and the government can learn from the attack and then use that information to better protect uh, other companies or the government. So that's the basic concept behind information sharing when it comes to cyber attacks and cyber breaches. There is some controversy about the cyber information sharing because on the one hand, yes, everyone kind of agrees that uh, information sharing is a good idea, um, situational awareness is a good idea. Uh, the more we know about what the threats are, what's out there, what's coming our way, um, the better everyone will be prepared. Um, but it's a lot easier to talk about this than to implement it, um, because there are some serious concerns about implementation of actual cyber information sharing. And we've seen that when Congress has been trying to pass cyber and security information sharing legislation, uh, it took them a while to actually pass a law that creates a framework for sharing this kind of information. Privacy groups um, and civil liberties groups were very much opposed to cybersecurity information sharing legislation because they argued that personally identifiable information could be shared. Uh, government could get information about individuals uh, without actually going through the proper uh, warrant procedures or other privacy protections that are out there. And back in December, Congress passed the Cybersecurity Act. What was that designed to cover? This creates a voluntary framework uh, for companies and other organizations to share information with each other or with government, and also thereby um, 
gain some liability protection for sharing that information. It's really supposed to encourage this information sharing and an information sharing on the technical uh, aspects of the breaches so that other organizations and government can really learn about what the threats are that are out there and, and then in real time be able to protect others from the same threat. It's important to note, though, that this is a voluntary framework. No one, no company is being compelled uh, to actually share this information, and companies can choose not to share information if they don't want to. All right. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on it. As always, Marcus, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K Cyberwire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.